besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Have you watched Harness Racing Victoria's Trots Vision yet? Every Victorian harness race is streamed live. Receive exclusive content, daily form and tips. Best of all, it's free. Trots Vision. Lap up the trots. Visit thetrots.com.au. Pleased to say joining us right now, Matty Johns is on the drive of Joel and Flit Show with thanks to Four Pines Brewing Co. Filled with real characters. Don't forget the deal as well where if you're living by uh, nearby Brookvale on the north side, you can get $25 for a six-pack and a juicy burger. I'm pleased to say Matty's on the line. G'day, Matty. Hey, Joel. Hey, Spud. Matty, we're talking earlier on, Spud and I, about it is the 60th birthday today, or would have been the 60th birthday today for Princess Di. Um, mm. What are some of the events that you recall, you vividly remember hearing when the news broke? Uh, well, I remember the Princess Di one. I remember being so eerie. I remember when the, it might have been mid-morning, the news come through. And we're sitting at home, Trish and I, and it said that she'd been involved in a car accident. And they were very vague. They'd said that she may have had a broken arm. Worse to that extent. Mm. And there was suddenly some reports getting gradually worse. And the, the, the I remember the um, the reports were sort of, they were, they were really vague. And I remember Trish saying to me, I think there's something more serious here. Anyway, I went with a couple of the Newcastle Nice boys to a local footy game. And we're, sit, we're standing there on the hill watching the game. It was a pretty decent crowd. And they announced it over the loudspeaker. And everyone was just in complete shock. Yeah. I think the game even stopped for a minute or two. Wow. Yeah, it was we... just like everyone just went, what? Yeah, so that one strikes me. I remember uh, new, uh, when Sydney got the 2000 Olympics, got up early in the morning. Oh, watched yeah. that. That was big. Yeah. And uh, others. Um, mate, I remember being at the pub and getting a call that my first son had been born. And uh, now I am only joking on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say that all these events seem to happen before the 1970, uh, 1997 grand final, rather. But um, uh, there you go. What about the origin fallout? What did you make of all of that? Uh, two games down, uh, it's been emphatic style for New South Wales. What, what's the, the main things that caught your attention? Oh, the, just the potency of our team, Joel. Mm. And, and I've said this before. I said to Vossi on, on, uh, on, on Monday morning, uh, and to Cameron, I said, look, in years, the last decade or so, I'd, we'd pick a side and you know, we'd, we'd sort of get a little bit of hope through the week. And then they, before the game, they cut down to the Queensland Sheds and you'd see Slater Smith, Thurston, occasionally Lockyer. Yeah. And I'd just go, oh, we can't win. And you know, the other night, they cut down to the Sheds and there's Tom Travoyevich, Latrell Mitchell, Nathan, and so on and so on. And I just mate, can't lose. No. It's just, you know, at the end of the day, it, you know, there are upsets throughout origin history, but you, know, you would say, like, like this year, just looking at our side, I, I just look at it and I just say, I just can't see them losing. They're just so motivated. And added to that is the fact that the Queensland side of, you know, they've been poor. We haven't allowed them to play well. But, you know, I was really, I mean, I was, I think what sums it up, when they look back on this series and they try to, Encapsulate a moment, Queensland. It'll be the press conference where Daly Cherry Evans his comments after game two. Oh yeah, they were just mate. I just couldn't believe that. Nah, it was, mate, they put me to sleep. 
Hey, um, regards to Nathan Cleary's injury, um, with your career, did you ever have any shoulders? I remember I popped an AC and that was painful enough. But this kid, God, he was tough. He didn't wince once oh, while he was playing. Um, it's surely it's got to affect your passing game, Matty. Yeah, it does. We, uh, I had one right at the back end of my career, but it was the thing that ended up retiring me. Retiring me, thank God. Mm. Was that uh, <laughs> I, I tackled Adrian Morley in a game, and honestly, it felt like my body had exploded, mm. and and I, I didn't know if I'd broken a neck or, mate, to be honest, leg or an arm, and there was fears I'd, I'd broken my neck. They took me to, to hospital, and what had happened was all the nerves had over time it deteriorated in my neck and down into my shoulder and I went, mm. remember seeing a specialist and he said to me he said it's, it's time to call uh, time on your career because every time you make a tackle this is going to drop out of its socket mm. and I went oh yeah yeah yeah, right, yeah yeah no worries you know we know better than the specialist yeah, so I went out there played the next game made a tackle on well a couple of games later made a tackle on Luke Bailey and just dropped completely out of the socket so really hard you know particularly you know, these days, you know, they, they target, they know a shoulder to run at, they, they work out players to target the shoulder. But as you said, Spud, he's such a, he's such a tough bloke. Mm. Such a, you know, he, he's a kid who comes from a rugby league family and grown up only ever wanting to be a rugby league player. Yeah. And I think part of that is knowing that you've got to play with injuries and you've got to play tough if you're going to make it. Yeah, I think uh, the Travoyevich brothers exactly the same. They've, uh, there's, you can see the way they play, backyard footy, they just love footy. Yep. But, mate, I'm, I'm lucky on this show, AC, and I've got a segment called Look Good, Feel Good, Smell Good. Okay? Hey, what's your go-to? Not for long. What is your go-to aftershave? Like, everyone's been aiming up, saying, oh, they're into this jupe and, and cool water. Have you got something that's sort of special that you know, Trish actually says, Dale, oh, can you go and put that back on? Spud, I've never owned aftershave. Wow, I've, right? I, it's bizarre. I've never owned it. I remember, giving, like, occasionally walking into the old man's, yeah, you know, bathroom you know, cabinet and pulling out the old spice and giving it a bit of a go on the neck or the Australis for men. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, but I, I've never owned. It. Like, Trish keeps on to me and says, "Mate, come on, you know, whack a bit of a squirt and you know." Use it. But I, I just, I've never owned it. But I, I don't. I just like to smell natural, mate. Yeah, you know, my natural fragrance. My uh, yeah. I don't have to buy your first bottle, mate. I, mate, I, you buy it, I'll take it. Right, yeah. Now, now, Maddie, uh, just hypothetically, if the man without fragrance gets a call from the man without deodorant, he doesn't wear deodorant, Freddie, and, yeah. and he said, look, I'm a bit torn here, Maddie. Uh, we really want to win this in a clean sweep. Who's my number seven for game three? Where are you landing? Uh, well, okay, this is what I think. I, I think I would – put it this way. Let's start with Whiten. Yep. Um, Whiten's the obvious choice, but I wouldn't put him in the six jersey simply because the dynamics of this side has been revolving around giving Latrell Mitchell and Tom Travojevic mm. early clean ball. And what the ball hits Jack's hands, he advances it towards the defence. So it, it, you don't play with with this much width, and that has been a cornerstone of our success. So I keep Jack at fourteen. The question is, I think there is there's, uh, there, there is a possibility of Cody Walker. The other one, everyone's talking about Mitchell Moses. I think tomorrow night there's a there's a real big shootout yeah, uh, so tomorrow night, Panthers. Because I think I think if there's a lot of merit around Matt Burton, Burton if yep. he has a stormer, and the reason is with Burton, he, he's a big body, he, he can run the football, but he's a natural playmaker. But on to- top of that, you are taking a player from a system that works. And he just slots in there. He works in combination with Luai. And the other crucial combination in that side is how the halves work with Isaiah Yao. And that, I think if 
Burton was to have a big game. That's well. That's what I'd say to Freddie. Yeah. I'd say if yeah. Burton stands up tomorrow night and has a stormer, just pick him. I totally agree. They've won sixteen in a row at home. And on the other side, look, if, if Mitchell Moses takes Parramatta there and they get a big win against Penrith there, well, then you know what? Maybe you deserve it, Mitchell, away you go. But yep. I totally agree with you, Matty. If it's an emphatic win to the Panthers, well, and Burt names up in the number seven jumper or in the six, whichever he's wearing, yep. I think it's a great shout. Yeah, and, and Lewis, mate, look, he's got the confidence to play seven. I've seen him play seven a few times. And, mate, he doesn't miss a beat. Uh, uh, it's interesting, you know, with Nathan, they're rolling the dice, which is, you know, you, you had to do. You had to say, yeah. mate, let's go away, let's rehab it, and let's see what happens. Uh, if something was to happen to Nathan, touch wood, it doesn't happen, but, you know, he does the shoulder again, he, he eventually has to have surgery before the finals. Mate, I, don't, I still don't write, I don't write off the Panthers. I, I just think that, that, that spine of Coruscant, Burton and Luai yeah. is a ripper. The dynamics would change slightly. You miss Nathan's kicking game, of course, but the pack is so good. Mm-hmm. We'll put it this way. They can still win the comp, but if I was to frame the odds, then Melbourne and Storm certainly go into $1.90 favourites, and I would say that the Panthers blow out to $4. Mm. But they're such a mate. They're such a good side. They yeah. play with such youth and energy, and they're the sort of young blokes that I reckon what you'll see tomorrow night is a team that will just relish the challenge of playing without Nathan and showing they can still do it. And on the other side of the coin, if we're going to talk about Parramatta tomorrow night, is a crossroads for Parramatta. This is the time of the season when they start to fade a little bit. So tomorrow night, if they can't beat the Panthers without Cleary and the fact that they've got five guys backing up who have had a tough month of football, the Panthers, if they can't beat the Panthers tomorrow night, I think it's a, another year of false hope yeah, for the Eels. totally agree. And uh, history says top two teams defensively win the premiership. They're currently number three, so they can really put their hand up here. But the, the two unsung heroes for me... They just give you field position. Brian Toto at the back end and then working his way through the middle of the field is Isaiah Yo. So they're very, very much still in the race. You know what, Maddie? They remind me a little bit of, or potentially if they were to go all the way. Remember 2014, South Sydney, they didn't have Luke Keary really in their plans. They didn't really have Happy Coruscant in their plans, but injury suspension lands. And next thing you know, those two feature predominantly in a grand final. So you never, never know. Well, Joel, and the thing about you, you mentioned Isaiah Yo there. The, what he will cover a lot of the shortcomings or creativity, uh, creative shortcomings with not having Nathan there. If you go back right and watch him play tomorrow night, but if you go back and have a look at Origin 2, he is what you call a traditional creative player in the fact that in Origin 2, a lot of his really good work went unnoticed. If you watch the game, particularly the first half, he, he did what I'd call, he just went fishing all the time. Mm. Little inside balls, little outside balls, go to a defender, just test if he turns turns in on you. It's really old-fashioned ball playing, and it's it's not recognize, recognizing visual opportunity. It's just going fishing and saying, right, I'm going to have a little look here. They might make an error defensively. And he just did that all the first half, and it allowed Nathan and Jerome to sit back a little bit and let him go and then sort of react to what he created. He's such a talented player, and I, I think tomorrow night you'll see him come to the fore even more. Yeah, I was very lucky to play with his dad, Justin. You know, he played a few years at North Sydney yes. and then went to Balmain. Yeah, right. They are the most humble family. Amy's mother, beautiful, beautiful family. Um, Joey disagrees. He thinks the Panthers, and he says this in the Sydney Morning Herald, the Panthers cannot win the comp without Cleary. So I find that very interesting. But you know what? Who's going to question the great man? 
Well, I will. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mentioned the... Uh, the O family, how humble they are. They're the polar opposite of our family. Uh, we, uh, as I say to Joey sometimes, you know, like, it's amazing. A player can be so good, but be such a bad judge in football. Yeah. You know? He says to me all the time, how's my commentary going? I said, mate, you just can't be good at everything. Yeah, that's very good. Mate, he's, on, he's, he's got his own show called, is it called Immortal? The Freddie and the Eighth. Right. Well, he, someone is, sent me some, someone yeah. sent me a package regards. Uh, he got in, he got asked a question regards who were the crazy ones in the sheds, and he gave he gave me a great serve. But I'm thinking back, thinking, geez, how many other blokes sat back and watched me because <laughs> they could. Well, mate, I used to call it Spud. You used to do what they called the double demolish. <laughs> what you would do is. You would have to remember me in England. Just we, me and Joey telling you, here we go. The double demolish is about to start. So what they do is you'd pump yourself up for that pain-killing injection yeah. in your big toe that they push oh. down. So you'd half demolish the dressing room, go in to pump yourself up for the, for, for the painkiller, go and sit down, put your pads on, then you'd demolish the dressing room again when they gave us a two-minute warning. <laughs> Memories. Uh. <laughs> oh, mate. That was uh, no, no, fantastic days. Oh, I had this yeah. little thing about, you know, I knew where my jersey was, but I remember I used to go and smash myself with a bit of water in the face and, and always you know, try and hit the pecs a bit hard. But, oh, the amount of times I come out and they, they hid my jersey because it was, you know, blokes like Hopper and Hancock, yeah. would, that, that was their way of relaxing, of trying yeah. to, you know, get me sort of get ready for a game. So Now, Spudley, Matty mm. might be able to help you out mm. here because you, you came in, you said you got a little bit tangled up last night. I, yeah. I haven't seen it, but you said you're on the show with mm. NRL 360 yeah. with Kenny. What, what happened? Tell well, Matty what happened. Well, one of the questions, you know, beat the bomb. And you've got to beat Tubes. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, you've got, you got 30 seconds, right? Yeah, but there's, I bloody, there's no clock. There's no tick, 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 tick. I don't know what's going on. But the first question, the girls hit harder than blokes, right? And you've got to be very careful, mate. I, I wish I could have said what I wanted to say because mm. I reckon the girls, they've got better bloody technique, I guarantee yeah. you. But um, I reckon some of these girls actually do hit harder than blokes. And who was the great philosopher you took a quote from? Uh, I think it was no, the Killers. The Killers, you know the Killers? The Killers. I've got no soul, but, I, I, but I'm not a soldier, so I've got a soul. Last week on Morning Glory, my young bloke Jack came on and did Hot Fuss, that album. Right. Yeah, all the things that I've done. So, mate, it was... It was Nicely synchronised there, but I loved it, Spud. It was right. right. I tell you what, what and 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 while we're on that, mate, Mm. the the women's state of origin was unbelievable. Yeah, and the next day, right, shows you how far it's come because. In days gone by, you walk down to the shops the next morning and people would say, geez, I watched the the women play last night. Geez, they went good, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did. I went down the day after, and people were saying, mate, we're robbed. We're robbed. Talking about it was. It was fant- it was fantastic. It, yeah. it was honestly, it was so good and so physical. And I agree with what Kenty said in the fact that I'd hate for them to start to learn the wrestle and the hold. Oh yeah, Mate, yeah. Just the way they bend their backs and drive. It is traditional football tackling technique. Yeah, do you remember that game they played at North Sydney Oval? That's why they won the one state, um, one one game off at North Sydney Oval. It was a bashathon. It was yeah. unbelievable because their technique. They don't think about it. The technique comes in. It's like when a girl yep. throws a punch, right? And they throw a fantastic right hand. Most times it lands on the on the spot, whereas blokes think about it and they end up throwing it over the shoulder. Girls throw the best right hands ever because they don't think about it. Same with the fence. Mate, you know what, Spud? I reckon we should play uh, next year certainly, but I, I text um, some of the Fox Sports and I said, mate, why can't let's supersede nine and now go to Volandis and say, hey, listen, 
we can get a sponsor on board. We want to play game two, game three, women's state of origin. Yeah, Let's yep. get it on within two weeks. Yep. Yep. It's a bit of a Ronda Rousey effect. So Ronda Rousey blasts onto the scene, mm. and, and then she was just winning everything comfortably. But then you start to get this pipeline coming through. If you go down to any footy field on a weekend, there are stacks, thousands of young girls yep. passing a rugby league ball around. And that's yeah. why I think every year you're seeing such an incremental, huge incremental ju- uh, leap. Yeah, yeah, just and, talking uh, to Tooze about Matty. Tooze yep. was in the uh, camp there and he said, Spud, they need to learn so much more. Like they, they're just beginners, but they're standing yeah. out because they're just doing the basics right. Well, they got that r- really strong base. If you look at where the best playmakers come from in rugby league now, touch football. Yep. All, all, the, all the young guys who are great playmakers were great touch football players. And, and the women have got such a strong base coming out of t- the touch background. Like, and the fact that there's, there is now an avenue to proceed. I remember Chief saying about his daughter Emily, and she used to play like rugby league when she was really young. And then it broke her heart because she hit, I think, under 12s and she couldn't play anymore. Mm. And like, you know, she was just absolutely shattered by it. Where now... Mate, like the, the young women and young girls are watching that game the other night, and they're just going, "I want to be, I want to do that. That's yeah. what I want to play." There's this young kid I was watching. There's a young, most young kids can score tries and whatever. Not there's this young kid locally, and I won't name him to embarrass him, but he's the closest thing I've seen to Billy Slater. This kid, he's just knocking kids over, but he never had the pass. And I said, "Mate, I said to the dad, let him play touch football for a couple yep. of years." So he's now played touch for a couple of years, and he's got that pass, and it just. Mm-hmm. It just you pushes know, their, their game through the roof, Joel, I reckon. It's, oh, it's a Joel, big regret of yeah. mine, Matty, that I didn't play it as a kid. Joel, I'll tell you what's, re- what's really interesting. You mentioned Billy Slater. Going into the 2017 season, uh, I sort of went back on board with Melbourne Storm doing a bit of their attack again. And it was it was about getting Munster going from fullback into six. Munster had this – he had a lot of anxiety about playing in the halves because he always watched, he watched Cooper and he was thinking, I've got to do what Cooper did. And it was getting here and understanding – that, mate, you don't have to play like Cooper. Just play like a Maverick. Yeah. Pop up wherever you want. Just still be you. But he and Billy came down here, and that, it would spend a few days. And we were talking about you know, changing attack. Rather than playing block shapes, playing standing pass, one pass, two pass, three pass, get out of the other side of the field really quickly. Yep. When Billy came to his – we did it for the first time with Billy. Billy struggled wow. with a standing pass. He, he went, oh, mate. He said, Matty, I haven't done this. For about 15 years, he's usually getting the ball sweeping behind. But true to Slater, he comes down two weeks later and he's firing him 30 metres. Wow. Is that, you know, you just, you've just got to work and work and work. But, you know, it just shows you going back to how you have acquired skill and how sometimes those skills start to can bleed out here a little bit. You know what, Matty? I was watching that origin and they never looked like scoring Queensland. They never looked like scoring. Ben Hunt comes onto the field. And I thought at that time, like Val Holmes, for me, the project's over. He's, he's one of the world's greatest wingers. And I yep. thought to myself, why wouldn't you just throw Munster back for the last half an hour and just see what happens? I agree. Yeah, I agree. Just take the – I think that I think that's a, uh, a great opportunity because the, the six and the one are interchangeable. Mm. The one does a lot of – for all the, for all the uh, travelling that – one does. He doesn't have to take on the defensive responsibility. So in some ways it equates out a little mm. bit. But I, I, I'd do that. I'd, I'd play the first 50 minutes at Munster and six and yeah. then the last 30 just sticking back there and just say, mate, pop up where you want. Even if it got to the point where he was going out of gas a little bit, you'd just say, listen, just push towards an edge defensively and stick Val back there. But just his ability to pop up wherever you want. You don't want Munster 
nailed down no. to a left side. You just want him popping up everywhere, and that's their opportunity. It's it's really it, it's going to be interesting. The fact that re, the, the, they're willing to put Reese Walsh in, right? I say, right, through necessity, let's give this kid a go. I wonder, and you know, it's it's probably you know, probably no chance, but I wonder what they'd think if Sam Walker went out tonight and was man of the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mate, you, makes, you know, with everything going on, needing creativity. It's very viable. Mate, you talk about your association, what you've done with the Melbourne Storm. In that time, Jason Rolls, was he a standout down there? And can you see why the Roosters have grabbed him? What, what you get, Rolls, he is really developed as a coach. I haven't had as much to do with Rolls as I had blokes like uh, Adam O'Brien and Madge and, and a few of those Guys, Stephen Kearney, that was sort of more of the guys there. But I've had a little bit to do with Rollsy, and mate, he's he's very very good. He's like he's had vast knowledge. One of the great things the Melbourne Storm assistants go away with is work work ethic. Yep. They just work tirelessly, um, and you know, sitting there just working with such great players, you know that they learn a lot from the as much from the players as the players learn from them. But you know, the good thing about Rollsy, he was defensive coach, did a great job there. Then when he, when he went to England Rugby Union, they gave him the attack. And so he's had both sides of it. He'll be, my understanding is he's about to announce he's going to sign three years at the Roosters. That's a big, really good pick-up for yeah. the Roosters. But it's a good one for Rollsy because of the fact that, mate, he's learnt, he's learnt the system there uh, at Melbourne Storm. He's gone away, he's worked with Eddie Jones, he's learned man management off Eddie Jones, and now he's going to go to the Roosters and just work it and find out a completely other system and way of doing things. So I've got no doubt... Um, that by the end of his tenure at the Roosters, um, they'll be banging on his door a number of clubs. Yeah, ultimate a premiership, as you say. Matty, you're back on tomorrow here, SEN 1170, uh, from 9am, So yep. uh, and via the SEN app as well. We look forward to that morning glory with Matty Johns. Good on you, boys. Appreciate it. Uh, always a good chat, Matty Johns, uh, and he was there thanks to Four Pines Brewing Co. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.